You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another Friday edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're going to get you ready for week 13 of the NFL season. We're going to get you Tony's lineup. You're going to hear my lineup. But most importantly, Tony, we are building the people's lineup. we got to see what the people do. What kind of tournament are we putting them in this week, Tom? Uh, i got to look at that right now. I'll tell you right now. It's weird uh, this week because there's so many injured players and, right. we, and not knowing uh, what's going to go in there. So I think a lot of lineups are going to be uh, crazy. I looked at my lineup tonight, and um, I'm surprised at it. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird to me. What's, Some of the names. Uh, what's so weird about it, Tom? We'll see how we break it down each week. But it's going to start out with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a guy named Tom Brady or anyone like that in my lineup this week. All right, fair enough. Listen, there's been a couple of uh, questions I've gotten about quarterbacks for the rest of the season that actually have interesting matchups, you know, and have been, you know, better than you might think when you just hear their names. You know, guys like Josh McCown, of all people, guys like Case Keenum, guys like Tyrod Taylor. You know, you got to consider the matchups and what they can bring. And we're going to break it all down. As you know, Tony, we go position by position. And then what we also do is we post the polls on Twitter at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds as well. You can kind of follow along, get a sense on if you think the public out there, if your guy's going to be highly owned or low owned, we're going to break it all down. And then, Tony, I know, you know, we also, we break down the NBA. Are you going to give people a little bit of an NBA lineup at the end of the show Oh, as well? yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to go, man. We got a bunch of games tonight, so we're ready and raring to go. We got an NBA lineup for you a little later in the show, so you got to stay in the whole show and get all fired up about it. All right, fair enough. And, Tony, you mentioned that there's a lot of injuries and some, you you know, maybe uh, less than normal names. Like, are you going with what? Like the Giants quarterback situation? The, no, Oakland, no. the Oakland Raiders wide receiver situation? The Green Bay Packers running back situation? Where are we going, Tone? Yeah, I, what, I like the Green Bay Packers situation if Aaron Jones doesn't play in that game and it's just Jamal Williams. Uh, I think he would be a guy that would go there. I think you have to go one of the two Oakland Raiders. It's such a good matchup. And I think it's debatable on who do you go with, Corderell Patterson or Seth Roberts. Uh, I'm going to lean on the Seth Roberts uh, situation there. I think Jermaine Curse for the New York Jets. You mentioned Josh mm. McCown. Uh, Josh McCown and Jermaine Curse both have great matchups in that contest uh, there. So I think it gives a great opportunity to get a lot of the names there. And we don't know the situation involving Adrian Peterson either. Yeah, absolutely. That is a, like Mike DJ Foster apparently get the lion's share of guys. But I don't know if I would trust anybody right now. I think the um, Wade Phillips defense is improving and improving over time with the Rams. And there still is Aaron Donald over there to try to stuff the run. But we shall see. Tony, when we come back, we will kick it off with the quarterback position. We'll go through the polls. I'll tell you who I like. You'll get who Tony likes. And at the end of the show, we will make the people's lineup. And with that information, Tony will decide if he wants to go 50-50 or maybe a tournament play there with the people's lineup. we got to get the people back in the black. And we're going to start doing that as soon as we come back from break right here on Lineup Lock Live. We are presented by DailyRoto.com today and every day. Come on right back. Dane and Tony making the people's lineup for Lucky Week 13 on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata getting you ready for week 13 of the NFL and the DFS season. Tony, I literally here at Rock and Riley Studio 34, a guy just came up to our glass and case studio and put up his phone. And on the phone, it said, Corey Coleman, Golden Tate, or Tyreek Hill, Pick two, and I had to mouth to him my thoughts. For me, that was between Corey Coleman or uh, Golden Tate. I kind of like Corey Coleman. Did you see that um, Casey Hayward, his brother, died in a car accident uh, about a couple of days ago? And because of that, Casey Hayward is now also questionable. He may not be with the team this week, which means Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon could be roaming free. Uh, You know, this is a sad situation. You hate to put the team in that. Uh, but she, uh, you know, the, the Josh Gordon thing's interesting because he hasn't played in three years, right? So how many snaps can he physically, athletically, be able to put himself through? That's my concern with right. Josh Gordon. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think he will have the full complement of snaps. Remember, this guy hasn't played in a regular season game since 2014, so he will need to, you know, get his legs and his wind under him. But I'm going to tell you something, Tony. I don't know if we, we, we can get into it maybe a little bit later on when we talk wide receivers, but I think Josh Gordon being out there, if for nothing else, will really help Corey Coleman because people are going to have to honor the skill of Josh Gordon. But let's get into it, and let's start with the quarterbacks real quick, Tony. The quarterbacks that you put up on the poll, and remember, people, you could always follow along here on Lineup Lock Live with the polls we put up at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds as well. Here's what we got. Brett Hundley at 5,100. Russell Wilson at 7,100. Phillip Rivers at 7,000. And Tom Brady at 7,800. Tony, let's start with Brett Hundley. He looks like a cheap play right now. I like the matchup against the Tampa Bay Bucks, And I got to tell you the truth, Tony. I think week by week, Brett Hundley has been getting incremental better no yeah he certainly has and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are letting up over the last month and alarming eight yards per pass I mean it's it's a crazy number and you think about him going in there with that opportunity at 5100 if you're playing on FanDuel Mm -hmm. he's a lower price than he's a lower price than two quarterbacks who are not playing this week (laughs) Uh, so it gives you an opportunity to go ahead and use him so I like Hundley he's a guy I'm going to use in my lineup uh, when we break down my lineup at the end of the show, nice. Brett Hundley will be in there. I think, I just think the other quarterbacks have good matchups, these higher-priced quarterbacks, yep. but they're going to have to put up 35, 32 points, and I think they're all capable of doing it. 
but I don't think it's a lock for any of them. Yeah, fair enough. And, Tony, part of what you're referencing is really the keyest strategy of them all when it comes to DFS. What you were trying to do is get these guys that have the best kind of return on your investment and value as multipliers of their price. And so, for example, for Brett Hundley to get 4x on his value, he would only need to put up, what, 20, 21 points, which is very viable, especially going up against a team that is ranked 30th in the NFL against the pass. And if you ask me, next to the New York Giants, the Tampa Bay Bucks are the team that is kind of unraveling and already plotting their tea times for early January more than almost any other team. So I like that matchup. But to get the same kind of value or return for Tom Brady, you need 31 or 32 points. To get the same thing for Russell Wilson, you need 28 or 29 points. So let's ask about Russell Wilson, Tony, because right now he is apparently the people's quarterback with 34% of the vote going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles team that we know can definitely stop the run, but has given it up against the pass. What do you think about this game uh, with the 12s in Seattle? I think it'd go either way. Like I think he could have a decent game, or I think he could do absolutely terrible. My main concern is that offensive line in Seattle, which has been a concern the whole year. Philadelphia's defensive line has been great this season and should be able to get out the passer. Now, the one thing is, when you really look at the Philadelphia Eagles, it's a kind of enigma because as good as they look, they really haven't played anyone. Mm. And this is their first test in a big environment in Seattle right. with all the lights on them in their end of the game. I'm real interested to see how they come out. I think they come out well. I think the team's that good. But if you want to sit here and you want to go hindsight there. So I think Wilson could be running for his life in this game. And I wouldn't play him, but I would play him in some tournaments because it wouldn't surprise me if he had the best day as well. Fair enough, but Tony, to be quite honest, this idea of the bad offensive line, especially as it relates to Russell Wilson, I actually don't think that is a negative, Tony, because to be quite honest, Russell Wilson seems to be at his best when he is, you know, schoolyard making things happen, whether it be with his scrambling and rushing potential, which he clearly has over guys like Carson Wentz or Tom Brady or Philip Rivers. Rivers, who we have in the poll as well. And then you've seen it as well as anybody else when he, you know, does his little, uh, you know, pirouette and circle back. And that's where he makes big plays. I think he's actually better in the pocket, no? I mean, out of the pocket. I'll tell you the truth, though, is that nobody was saying that when he's throwing for 158 yards, 198 yards, another 198 yards. Like, because he's played well recently, everybody's, oh, it's better this way. And the numbers aren't that great, to be honest with you. 228 last game, 258, and 238 his last three games. Right. Those aren't numbers that are going to fulfill that that uh, high salary. Yeah, fair enough, Tony. But when you mentioned against Atlanta, the 258, he also had 86 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. You mentioned the 228 against San Francisco. He also had 25 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. You know, So, I mean, I think there are ways that Russell Wilson can solidify his floor with his legs. Tony, let me ask you about Phillip Rivers, also in your poll at 7,000. Um The Cleveland Browns are actually, I believe, something like 10th or 11th in the NFL against the pass. You know, people think Cleveland and think that they're, you know, the dregs of society in all categories. Their their defense is actually 10th overall in the NFL. Yeah, they're one of this actually... 
this is the part where you have to get into the statistics. It depends on how you look at that. It tenth on the overall against the pass. Well, what what kind of pass away are we using? Total yards, right? Because Cleveland has the benefit of every team not throwing not on throwing, them. Not throwing, trying to park the bus against them, right? Yeah, because they're 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 there. I think they're a fair team defensively. I think they're a little better against the run than the pass. Uh, but it could go either way. So. I think people are just looking at Philip Rivers and the way he's put up the numbers right. as of late. Melvin Gordon has been hasn't been able to run the ball but catch the ball in the backfield. So does Austin Eckler, and people are going there. Going there. I think the Philip Rivers price escalation is way too much, and I probably wouldn't go there. Um, I would go Wilson over him, and I probably would go Tom Brady. I think he'd be the fourth guy on this list. All right, fair enough. And I am, uh, you know, bolstered by the fact that I do, in fact, will give you my FanDuel lineup at the end of the show. I do, in fact, have Russell Wilson as my starting quarterback. Tony, it looks like you have Brett Hundley as your starting quarterback. And, Tony, let's go ahead and put in Russell Wilson as the people's quarterback right now at 7,100. Let's go to our RB1 conversation. we got Jamal Williams at 4,700, Carlos Hyde at 59, Todd Gurley at 82. 200 and then Lev Bell, Le'Veon at 9,400. Tony, I got to ask you something. I know we never like to make executive decisions for the people. The people right now have Jamal Williams leading the poll at 4,700, right? And I think this is fine, but we talked about this earlier in the week. If we get word that Aaron Jones will in fact play, then I think we need to hop off of this for the people. Yeah, we, we definitely do. And, and that's the whole thing. And I think the people did a good job here because they're, I think that's exactly their sentiment is that they believe that Aaron Jones won't play. Now, he has practiced a little this week, but he's been limited in practice. And we expect him to have a full practice today, and he didn't. So I think they're going to be right, but that's something we could definitely watch. All right. So uh, the practice reports are trending in the right direction for Jamal Williams to once again own the backfield in Green Bay as they take on those same Tampa Bay Bucks that we talked about a little bit earlier. Hey, Tony, what do you think about Todd Gurley this week? Todd Gurley against the Arizona Cardinals at 8,200. Again, we're not going to have uh, Robert Woods. you got to figure Sammy Watkins will get bottled up a little bit by Patrick Peterson. So is this Cooper Cup and Todd Gurley this week? I don't know if Sammy Watkins could get bottled up by Patrick Peterson and bottled up by himself. I mean, <laughs> well, either way, it, right? he won't be the dominant <laughs> option, right? So I still think no, that the options left are Cup and uh, Gurley. No, the Gurley man. I, I think Todd Gurley is going to have a big game. I actually have him in my lineup, and I think when it comes down to him and Le'Veon Bell, I would go Todd Gurley and save the thousand bucks or more on depending on what site you play on, mm-hmm. and he's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. I think a lot in this game. I think you see five or six catches from him, and they're going to move the ball. This offense gets better every week. I look for him to have an opportunity to get in the end zone a couple times like he always does, but those pass catches make him a guy that every week is going to put up a decent number. Yeah, absolutely. This is really the difference in Todd Gurley this year. It seems like McVay, as opposed to Fisher, has realized, hey, this guy can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. Todd Gurley right now getting 29% of the vote. But let me tell you something out there listening to Lineup Lock Live. If you really think the people need to have Todd Gurley or Carlos Hyde or someone else in the people's lineup, get on out there and vote at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds as we go ahead and make the people's lineup for week 13. Tony, when we get back, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about our RB2, and then we're going to turn our attention to the wide receiver position. We talked about there is definitely some value out there, whether it is Jermaine Curse or whether it is that team that will be without 
their number one and two wide receivers. Michael Crabtree needs to go chain shopping, so who else might be there against the Giants? Come on right back after the break, and we'll find out who Tony likes best in the silver and black. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Line up lock live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to Line of Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, Tony, I think yesterday you made a request that you wanted some Fergie, and our guy, Chris Bavona, has, in fact, delivered for you. Ask and you shall receive, Tony. Hey, we're keeping it moving here on the running back. Right now, the people have Russell Wilson as their quarterback, Jamal Williams as a conditional play at RB based on Aaron Jones. Let's look ahead right now to RB2. We have Kenyon Drake at 4,900, Rex Burkhead at 5,000, Marshawn. Lynch at 4,800, and Deion Lewis at 5,100. All four of these backs, Tony, within $300 of each other. Let's start with the poll leader, Kenyon Drake at 38%. I got to ask you, I know he's the last man standing there. No Damian Williams. Already they've moved on from Jay Ajayi. But they are facing a top three run defense in the Denver Broncos. Does that give you cause for pause? Yeah, yeah, it does. I'll tell you the truth, and uh, they did a great job uh, on one of the shows today. I, and I, I wish I, I believe it was Jake Seeley, but maybe I'm maybe I'm giving him credit for something he didn't do. Going all the way back to it was Chris Maney. Chris Maney. Going all the way back to college, Kenyon Drake has have never have never had more than 14 carries in a game. Huh. So so all these things to get excited about, right? This, right? this is a guy we don't even know how he's going to take the conditioning here. So here, so the Denver defense hasn't played well, but they're a very good defense in general. And this is not a great offense. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't see the love. I'm actually going to avoid him. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. This is not necessarily a great offense. And, you know, they're going back to Jay Cutler, so we don't know necessarily. And honestly, Tony, another stout defense that I wanted to talk with you about, I want to, you know, tell the people listening right here to Line Up Lock Live, interesting that there are no New Orleans Saints in any of the polls. And I was wondering about that because, you know, Kamara and Ingram, have both been top 10 at some point top five running backs but here's the deal they are facing the Carolina Panthers this week and the Carolina Panthers they are another top three run defense so at some point you have to also understand you know that these defenses can really shut down a running game it's not only about the skill of the player but also about the matchup okay another interesting matchup that we have in this poll is Marshawn Lynch at $4,800. He's getting 29% of the vote. While I don't have him in my lineup, I like this play. Okay, Everyone without the idea of Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree are going to this like, oh, it must be good for Seth Roberts. Oh, it must be good for Jared Cook. Here's the other thing you need to consider. The 
Oakland Raiders are playing against the New York Giants, who have the 32nd-ranked defense. They have the 31st-ranked rushing defense, okay? One other way that the Raiders may decide to try to hop in, hop out, and win this game against the depleted and dumpster-fire New York Giants team, who may not even retain their head coach throughout the end of the regular season, is by just pounding beast mode, okay? And beast mode, I think, is very viable to potentially get into the end zone so I agree with Tony Sincata that Marshawn Lynch at 4,800 is a very viable play. It seems like 29% of you also agree. So here's the other thing. Another guy in this poll I actually have in my DFS lineups, and it is Dion Lewis. I like Dion Lewis against Buffalo. Here's the thing with the New England Patriots. At the beginning of the season, they had four running backs, right? And it was a big-time committee, and it was pretty much whack-a-mole. You didn't know. I mean, Gillisley scored multiple touchdowns in week one. Then it became Rex Burkhead for a little while. Then it became James White for a little while, right? And now it looks like Deion Lewis has a handle on early down work, and the roles have solidified a little bit. Tony, do you agree that it's Deion Lewis in early down work, and then Rex Burkhead has sort of become the pass catcher? Has this committee been streamlined from four down to two yeah james white white right was the guy that everybody commented on because he would at least catch the passes but but burkhead's catching passes and he gets the occasion with goal lines so so i, I gotta lean towards burkhead because he seems to get to get a little more work than Deion lewis but Deion lewis is coming off his coming off his first hundred yard uh, rushing game and i think i think it could happen again so i could avoid the situation, but I think both guys are worth consideration. If I had a gun in my head and had to play one, I'd want to lean to Burkhead. All right, fine. Tony's going to lead to Burkhead. I lean to Dion Lewis because I do, in fact, have him in my lineup. I think that's going to work out pretty good, but only 21% of the people have Dion Lewis. They are, in fact, going with Kenyon Drake. So when we get Tony crystal clear, we're going to put Kenyon Drake as our RB2, along with Jamal Williams at our RB1 at 4,700. Tony, this sounds like we have some money left to spend for our wide receiver position because Kenyon Drake and Jamal Williams are both below 5,000. I do want to throw out one other running back that I really like that I have in a lineup that I'm going to be letting you know about at the end of the show, and that is Jordan Howard. I think Jordan Howard has a great matchup, obviously, against the San Francisco 49ers, who rank 30th in the league against the run. This is going to be up in Chicago, the home team. The Bears are a much better team at home. I like the matchup and Jordan Howard is one of the few backs that's actually kind of like you know a workhorse or a bell cow that I can consider getting he's gonna get 20 touches you know he's gonna get that kind of carries I mean um, Jordan Howard weeks of 15 15 23 21 36 carries against the Baltimore Ravens other games of 23 19 so I like the guaranteed touches of Jordan Howard against the 30th ranked run defense that is the San Francisco 40 Let's keep it moving, though, and start talking about our wide receivers. Like I mentioned, we got some money left in the people's lineup, okay? We went cheap at running back, so that means we have an idea of spending some money at the wide receiver position. At wide receiver one, Tony Sincata has the following 
options in the poll. Brandon Cooks at 7,700. DeAndre Hopkins, the D-hop, the D-hopopotamus at 7,300. Michael Thomas at 6,900. And Larry Fitzgerald at 6,000. 52% of the people are going with DeAndre Hopkins at 7,300. And I got to tell you something. I absolutely agree with that. I have DeAndre Hopkins in my lineup as well. Um, I think, listen, it is a great matchup that you get against against the Tennessee Titans, which is, you know, the Tennessee Titans are bottom 10 in the league against the pass. We got Tony back. Tony, we were talking about the wide receiver position and why I love that the people are going with DeAndre Hopkins in a matchup with Tennessee, who is a bottom 10 pass defense. And DeAndre Hopkins is really the only option left. Even Lamar Miller is banged up now for Houston. And let me, you know, I don't care if he only catches half of the targets that come his way. I don't care if he gets in the end zone. I'll be okay with D-Hop getting me an 8 for 120 kind of line. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about this all season long. It's basically when you look at a guy that gets 15 targets and he gets seven or eight catches and gets 100 yards and his focal point down at the goal line because they can't run the ball in, uh, you have to go with him. So what I would do and what I'm going to do is I'm going to get two of this group. I'm actually going to go Brandon Cooks as well. When you look at the New England Patriots offense, the wide receiver position is just throttled. I mean, they lost Chris Hogan. They lost Julian Edelman. And Danny Amendola is playing all banged up. And they're featuring getting some big plays for Brandon Cooks. They get that little shuttle pass they do yeah. every week now. So uh, Brandon Cooks is the other guy that I'll go in there with, and I'll use two of them. All right, fair enough. So Tony Sincata is going to put in Brandon Cooks and DeAndre Hopkins. I'll have D-Hop in as well. And the people are putting in DeAndre Hopkins as their wide receiver one at 7,300 against in a tasty matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Tony, our next wide receiver poll looks like that's where we try to save a little bit of money. And that's where the Oakland Raiders wide receivers are. Corderell Patterson at 3,400. Seth Roberts at 3,700. Then we spoke about Jermaine Curse at 43. And Bruce Ellington, if you think someone other than DeAndre Hopkins, can do some work. Bruce Ellington is at 4,000. Tony, it seems like the people right now like Seth Roberts as their Oakland Raiders wide receiver of choice. I believe Corderell Patterson is the boom kind of over-the-top big play guy, and I believe Seth Roberts is kind of your more uh, PPR kind of move-the-chains guy. People are going with Seth Roberts at 51%. Do you agree that he would be the Raiders wide out to own? Yeah, and you know the one thing is that Seth Roberts actually is uh, get featured in the goal line situations mm-hmm. a lot of times when Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree were were playing. Uh, so I think there's some comfort and some familiarity there with uh, with Carr, and I think the same thing could happen this week. He's the guy that I'd go with as well. Uh, he's in my lineup. All right, fair enough. So we're going Seth Roberts as our Oakland wide receiver. The people are going with Seth Roberts as well. Tony, I want to ask you about Jermaine Curse at 4,300. My question for you is quite simple. Are you not afraid that Jermaine Curse could end up on Revis Island? <laughs> no. In fact, these days it might actually be I'd encourage it, right? right? Yeah. They, they, we're not going Madden and playing the 2010 uh, Revis, right? So we have to go at it. He put up 26 points in his last game. We saw him in the beginning of the year put up some big numbers. He was a little banged up the last couple of weeks as well. I think that Kansas City secondary, you guys all know, uh, has been struggling. I think Curse has an opportunity, and I think that we can see Robbie Anderson also get in the end zone again. Yeah, absolutely. It is no longer Revis Island. Even last year on my show, I was saying it's more like Revis Isthmus or Revis Peninsula because there are ways off now. It is not uh, the island that it once was. Tony, however, 
you know, however our lineup winds up, your lineup, my lineup, the people's lineup, what people can also do is go on over to DailyRoto.com, go on over to RotoExperts.com slash DKMS. If you like the lineup we're giving you, okay, you can go on out there because what we're doing is collaborating with DKMS all season long. If you listen to this network, you definitely know by now, and we are helping the fight against blood cancer, okay? So we're doing a free roll contest. You can get in there. If you win it, you go to week 17, which, by the way, guys, there's not many more options here. You only got like three or four more weeks before the finals in week 17 and if you win that you get tickets for two up to minnesota for uh you know justin timberlake at halftime i hear there's a game going on up there as well but even if you don't win in dfs you still really win at life because you realize how you could you know maybe become a bone marrow or a blood donor and really help the fight against blood cancer help save a life someone struggling with this disease tony when we come back we're going to talk wide receiver three tight ends flex plays defenses you ready for it how that you how do you feel about the people's lineup so far uh, you know what? I think it's a little too cheap. I hope we get some big names soon. All right. Well, then maybe you just need to put in another poll or maybe add Gronk into the tight end poll or something <laughs> like that. You got Ricky Seals-Jones in the tight end poll, for goodness sakes. Travis Kelsey. Why don't we, get, why don't we, uh, why don't we put a little Gronk, a little Ertz in there or something like that and spend some cash? Maybe we'll do that. Line up, lock, live. Come on back and we'll find, and we'll find out. Hey, everybody. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. The Fergie continues here on Lineup Lock Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're making the people's lineup for week 13. And, Tony, I think the people are going to be leaving some money on the table. I think when we talk our flex position, right, we're going to all of a sudden like have Le'Veon Bell in our flex. And that's how we're going to have to make it up. I, I did a little cheating. I went ahead in the polls. It looks like the people are being very thrifty for week 13. But let's see how it plays out. Our wide receiver three lineup. We got Demarius Thomas at 5,300. Devontae Adams at 65, Doug Baldwin at 67, and Julio Jones at 8,600. Now, Tony, the people are starting Russell Wilson at their quarterback position. So does that mean we should make them stack him with Doug Baldwin, or should we listen to where they're going because they like Devontae Adams at 6,500? Yeah, we should listen to where they're going, but it's a, a crazy that people weren't astute enough to uh, put two and two together and go that route. It is interesting. I mean, right now, Russell Wilson has 33% of the vote in his poll, and Doug Baldwin has 22% of the vote in his poll. So at least 11% of the people do not believe in the stacking or, yeah. theory is what or it comes down to. Or they could have went Brent Hundley with Devontae Adams. Right. right. That's another way they could have gone. But uh, tell me why you like Devontae Adams as the new number one wide receiver for Green Bay. We talked about it uh, earlier with uh, how poor the Tampa defense is against the pass. They're allowing eight yards per pass. And you look at Brent Hundley when he's uh, taken over. This is what Devontae Adams says. 20 fantasy points, 23 and 19. And that was against Chicago, Baltimore, a very good defense. In Pittsburgh, a decent defense. So now he's facing the poorest defense out of all of four games. This will be the fourth game uh, that Hundley plays. 
it should be a great opportunity. Fair enough. And let me ask you about Julio Jones, who's also on this poll, Tony. I mean, we talked about Kenyon Drake, how you didn't like him because he's going up against the top three run defense in Denver. We talked about how Kamara and Ingram are not in the polls this week because they're going up against the top three run defense in the Carolina Panthers, right? Julio Jones is facing, you know, Minnesota this week, Xavier Rhodes and Terrence Newman. We know he completely blew up for 250 yards last week. So you got to expect some natural regression to the mean. But what about that, Tony? What about the fact that he's probably going to have Xavier Rhodes, who for my money is one of the top cornerbacks in all of football, maybe following him around? When you go back and you look at it, it's a lot like DeAndre Hopkins. So basically, Julio Jones, they're very good against the run as well. So they won't be able to run the ball against them. Julio Jones in a very similar defense, a very similar situation against Carolina. Got 12 targets in that game and finished with 118 yards receiving. Uh, so I think it's the target situation there with Julio Jones. All right, fair enough. And the targets will still be there, we think. But the people, Tony, the people are going with Devontae Adams at 6,500 as their wideout. So they have a lineup right now of Devontae Adams, Seth Roberts, and the D-Hopopotamus, DeAndre Hopkins at wideout. Kenyon Drake and Jamal Williams, although I will say this, Tony, the lead that Jamal Williams has has narrowed since we have been talking. It is now 30% Jamal Williams, 28 percent for both Todd Gurley and Carlos Hyde so you know how they do in elections right it's like still too close to call too early to call the fantasy sports network official projection is not coming out just yet with uh you know maybe 20 percent of the precinct still left to report and Russell Wilson is our quarterback all right so Tony let's go to the tight end position you ready for this they are um saving some more money at tight end right now leading this poll with 34 percent of the vote is someone that three weeks ago never no one knew who he was this is a wide receiver i believe he was a wide receiver at texas a&m i believe emory hunt was telling me about it we're talking about ricky seals jones at 3200 tony is this a real thing no no then why'd you put him in the poll tony you're setting the people up for failure I knew they would pick him, too. Yeah, I did, that too. That was the reason I, I put him too. in there. Is that he had six targets the last game, five targets there, and he completed four and three there. Oh, yeah, it's a very good Jacksonville defense and a very poor Houston defense. But it's just the so, touchdown variance, Tony. These touchdowns are you know, these touchdowns are not sustainable. Yeah, three touchdowns in those seven catches. You remember when we were talking about yes. Will Fuller early in the season? Yes. It's a very similar situation here. Yeah, he would have been the fourth guy picked in this poll uh, people, you did very well early with some of your picks. I don't understand what the hell you did here uh, with Ricky Seals. I think when I went and looked at the tight ends, you had a guy that you liked, but I think the best guy is the guy you could pay for and go with Travis Kelsey against the New York Jets. The Jets are 24th in the in the league against tight ends, 7000 bucks there, and I think Kansas City finally rebounds against the Jets defense. It's a little banged up. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Tony. A lot of people are asking me crazy questions about, like, Kareem Hunt this week, about Travis Kelsey this week, and I'm like, watch it. Watch it. The Chiefs, the hate may have gone a little too far on the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion. I'm kind of expecting a little bit of a bounce-back effort from the Kansas City Chiefs. Remember, the AFC West has narrowed to a one-game lead they have over both the Chargers and the Raiders. I'm with you, Tony. I think that the Chiefs 
Chiefs kind of uh, show a little bit of pride this week against the Jets. And remember, they're familiar with that stadium. They played in it just two weeks ago against the football Giants. Let me ask you, yes, I do like someone on this poll, and it is Jared Cook, Tony. I believe, listen, I understand the Seth Roberts play. I understand that the Marshawn Lynch play you had on the poll as well. But one thing we've talked about all season long is the way that the Giants cannot defend the tight end. They gave up a touchdown to the tight end for something like nine or ten weeks in a row. Travis Kelsey broke that streak but still went for like eight for 108 or something like that. Then the very surprising bagel from Vernon Davis. The Giants give it up. Jared Cook could be the most familiar primary pass catcher because no Crabtree, no Cooper. I think Jared Cook is a great play. The only thing, the bad thing about this Oakland offense is it's so unpredictable. You look at Jared Cook, right? And we had a game where he put up 126 yards against the Dolphins, put yep. up 23 fantasy points. Yep. And then he got five targets. And he got five targets the games after that against New England and Denver. And he should get more targets had, this Sunday, though. And he ha- he should. That's but I'm saying he should have got more in those games too. And he had three catches out of ten targets there. So I'm a little concerned about this Oakland offense in general. And I think when you look at it, he's 5,400. Those receivers are only 3,437. Fair enough. That is a good value. Even Marshawn Lynch is 4,800 for a running back that, you know, is a starting running back. I wouldn't play Marshawn Lynch either at any – I wouldn't be playing him. But I can understand why people are liking him uh, because of the price. Yeah, fair enough. But, Tony, couldn't you have said the same things you were just saying about the Oakland Raiders? Couldn't you have said about the San Francisco 49ers, you know, and Garrick Selleck of all people? And it looks like, honestly, tackling is optional no. now for the Giants. But, again, it gets back. Garrett Selleck was $2,500. Fair enough. Player. Yeah, so and it's 5600 bucks. Yeah, I think he's a decent play. I mean, if you put him in your lineup, I don't think it's a bad play right. at all. I'm just saying the trust in this Oakland offense is a lot because we do need to get 15, 18 points from him now, and we've never had to get that from Jared Cook. The price is risen. And after a one-point game, I don't know why the price is so high. Yeah, that's a good point. But, hey, the people do have the money to spend because right now Ricky Seals-Jones is the people's tight end at 3200 Real quick, Tony, I want to ask you about one other tight end that's not on this poll. A lot of people have been asking me about questions in that same Oakland game. What about Evan Ingram this week? He has kind of gone away the last couple of weeks. My angle or thesis on this has been that now without Sterling Shepard, he's getting all the attention as Eli's kind of only option, but could, I mean, not even Eli anymore, I guess Geno's only option, but now with uh, Sterling Shepard back, couldn't that be a little bit of a help for Ingram? And it's not like the Raiders defend the tight end all that well either. What about Evan Ingram? He's not a bad play, but the reason is the quarterback, right? We don't know what the hell to expect from Geno Smith in his opportunity there. So Ingram's a guy to put up uh, some monster games. He's gifted athletically. Mm-hmm. He should be open, but we just don't know about the quarterback. All right, fair enough. And finally, Tony, before we go to break, let's talk defenses real quick. The options out there right now are the Chargers at 4,000, the Saints at 2,800, the Titans at 3,400, and the Jags at 4,500. I got to tell you, Tony, in my season-long leagues, right, I'm like preparing myself for the playoffs and stuff like that. I have pinpointed this Chargers defense against Cleveland, and I picked them up like a month month ago for literally this Sunday in my last regular season game in case I needed it my normal defense is Baltimore I don't love their matchup this week right so I was like ah I'm gonna have the Chargers against the Browns week 13 but in the last couple of weeks Tony uh Josh Gordon becomes a part of this offense Casey Hayward might not be there uh 
could the Browns actually do a little something against this offense, or do you think that Deshaun Kaiser will not know what to do with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram in his face? See, that's the whole thing. Even if they score some points, right, the, the whole defensive situation is crazy because what we want to do Sacks is we and want turnovers. Six- Right, we want San Diego to get ahead. We want Deshaun Kaiser to have to throw the ball, and then the sacks and turnovers will come. So I think they're by far the best play this week at four thousand bucks. And I think the sneaky play to me is the Titans, who are not a good defense, right? Mm. But Tom Savage has been given away like he's a Salvation Army in front of the supermarket. Right. And I think it gives you an opportunity if they do get in a high-scoring game where the Titans should be able to throw, but they haven't been able to do it well lately. But if they should be able to throw against the secondary and they get behind, I think the Titans at thirty four hundred are a sneaky play. But I would pay four if I had all the money, I'd have four thousand dollars to the Chargers and put them there. And then the Jaguars would be down by a third. Jacoby Brissett's done a decent job of hanging on to the ball. Yeah, fair enough. He has, but you just said it. And to me, with the Jaguars, what I'm looking for is sacks. We know about that Indianapolis offensive line, and it is doo-doo. And you know about the pressure that the sacks have been able to, uh, the, the Saxonville Jaguars have been able to get 10 sacks in a game. I mean, it could happen Twice. again. Right. It could happen for a third time, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it certainly could when you look at it there. They're missing Talvin Coleman on their defense, who's the linebacker there, not involved in the pass rush, so it shouldn't affect him that much. He's a strong player there, and maybe they'll be able to run the ball a little against Jacksonville. But, yeah, I think the Jacksonville defense is sound any week. Yeah, absolutely. You could play them any week. And, Tony, the people are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Why don't you put them in at 4500 We'll see what we got left in our budget over the break. And then we'll make our call on a flex play. We'll give out an NBA lineup, some NFL lineups, and get you ready for a money-making weekend this weekend in the NFL and the NBA. It's Lineup Lock Live, and we're coming right back. Dane and Tony coming right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network right after this. Oh, bring that black eye peas, Chris Bavona. Hey, this is DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Russell Wilson, he is apparently the people's quarterback going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. My main concern is that offensive line in Seattle, which has been a concern the whole year. Philadelphia's defensive line has been great this season. I think Wilson could be running for his life in this game, and I wouldn't play him, but I would play him in some tournaments because it wouldn't surprise me if he had the best day as well. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Line of Block Live, and Tony, this is so apropos. We're doing a little Black Eyed Peas because over the break, we discussed who we wanted in our flex play, and it's I got a feeling that this lineup's yeah. going to be a good one. I got a feeling. It looks like we're going with Adam Thielen in our flex spot, and I got a feeling he's going to make the people some cash, Tony. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, to tell you the truth. We don't have that with Minnesota, right? You don't think high-scoring right. game? But I think Atlanta's offense has been playing decent. They're getting they, better. They're getting more and more familiar with the yeah. Sarkeesian offense. Freeman coming back, too. Yeah, and Marcus Trufant is out yes. at the Atlanta cornerback. So I think Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen could be guys in play this week. So Adam Thielen's the guy. They got 600 on the cap. I put him in a $25 50-50 okay. in a $5 flea flicker. 
against 9,500 people because this lineup is so crazy. Uh, we'll be the only ones with it. It's true, but hey, it could be crazy enough. It just might yes. work. Tony, real quick, over on FanDuel, let me give you my lineup. A little bit of a different pricing structure for the people. Real quick, because I know we got a lot of lineups to get through. I got Russell Wilson at 8,200 on FanDuel as my quarterback. I'm stacking him with Doug Baldwin at 77 against that bad Philadelphia pass defense. I like the, Russell, the rushing potential for Russell Wilson running for his life against uh, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett with that piss-poor offensive line. Give me Jordan Howard against San Francisco as a bell cow at 7,500, and I'm going to take a chance on Deion Lewis as the Patriots back to own. My other wideouts are DeAndre Hopkins. I love the potential there against Tennessee. And my third wideout is Cooper Cup for Los Angeles. I like him against this Arizona defense, especially if you're not named Patrick Peterson. I am taking Jared Cook as my Raider of choice at tight end, and I'm paying all the way up for the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. I think they're going to get seven sacks on Jacoby Brissett this oh, week. Oh, boy. Jacoby Brissett, get the ice ready, baby. That's right. I'm going with uh, Brett Hundley, 5,100. I mentioned Tampa's defense, how poor it is against the pass. I'm going with Carlos Hyde, 5,900 against the Chicago Bears. With Jimmy Garoppolo in the combination of the Bears defense and offense, he might get an opportunity to get in the end zone, so I'm going to have Carlos Hyde. I'm going with Jamal Williams, going with the people uh, there if he's the only back. Then I'm going Brandon Cooks, Hopkins, and Seth Roberts. Hmm. At tight end, I am going with Austin Safarian really? Jenkins at 4,000. What happens, bucks. though, when he fumbles at the one-yard line and they take a <laughs> touchdown away from him? <laughs> He's due. He's due for <laughs> maybe, a break, maybe. right? And then I'm going with Todd Gurley at my flex, and I'm going to go with that Titans defense, hoping Tom Savage is Tom Savage. All right, fair enough. And, Tony, I know you also got an NBA lineup for the people. But real quick, before you get to that, I'm over here watching the TVs here at Rock and Riley, and they just came out. Who do you think is the Western Conference Rookie of the Month? Ball. Nope. Kyle Kuzma won the award and is the Western Conference Rookie of the Month in November. You know I had to let you know about that, Tony. You should let Luke Walton know. Yeah, really. Maybe you should play. Maybe LeVar would start him in his rotation a little bit more. (laughs) Tony, flop the nuts for the people in the NBA tonight. Going with Michael Carter Williams. Kemba Walker's out tonight at point guard, 4,400. Stephon Curry, 9,900 against Orlando. High paced game there. I like a lot of guys in that game. Evan Fournier, 5,500 against him. Jermon Green against Orlando, 7,400. Andre Drummond, 8,800. Frank Mason, the third, 3,700. Hmm. Sacramento against the Bulls in a game everybody can't wait for. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kelly Olenek, 4,400. And Steven Adams, $5,800 tonight. All right. That's the lineup you need in the NBA. And Tony, I'm going to, you know, I'll see you on Sunday morning on Lineup Lock Live. As by then, we'll know if Aaron Jones is in and what we do with Jamal Williams and a couple of other situations. I got to tell you, though, Tony, you know, we're just out of November, which had election day. You know, we elected, we had an election for mayor here in New York City. Mr. de Blasio did, in fact, win again. But guess again. Yeah, but check this out. Christoph Porzingis and Aaron Judge got write-in votes. Who do you think got more? Porzingis. No. Aaron Judge got 10 write-in votes and KP got nine. So apparently we're all rising for the judge in more ways than one. I hope your lineup wins some cash, Tony, tonight in the NBA. I'll talk to you Sunday morning on Lineup Lock Live, all right? First Obama, then Pazingas, another non-American. I know. We got to check his birth certificate. I'll see you guys on Sunday. (laughs) Have a good one, Tony.